Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast where we review your favorite and sometimes not so favorite horror movies. We also invite indie creators to come into the crypt and talk about the upcoming and ongoing Kickstarter and crowdfunding campaigns. Before we get into that, I want to go ahead and just say thank you for for listening to us. Just remember, we are now fully on the Spoilerverse Network. Make sure to go out there and um, you know look at the different podcasts that are out in Spoilerverse. So you can quench your, your nerd thirst. Well, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Today, I'm going to be talking to Dan Schmidt about the upcoming or actually ongoing Kickstarter campaign, Worms Crawl In. How are you doing today, Dan? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. It's kind of a gray and overcast here, uh, which is fine for me. I like that kind of weather. <laughs> where are you? Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, about 50 miles north of Philadelphia. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, Dan, one thing that I like to go ahead and and ask our our guest is, how long have you been into horror? Uh, how long? Um, well, uh, I guess everybody kind of has a starting point for for that. Um, I remember going way back to early grade school. Um, I think my brother had gotten a birthday uh, gift from one of my cousins, um, and it was a uh, a trade paperback uh, book of Creepshow. So Mm. for people who don't know about Creepshow, it was a movie that came out in the 80s, um, and it was kind of like an anthology movie, right? So there was five different stories or so in the movie, and and they adapted it to to be, um, you know, like a comic book. Uh, so it was written by Stephen King, um, drawn by Bernie Wrightson. <laughs> so this, looking back, that was a, a pretty awesome book. Um, and uh, that kind of was like my introduction to this whole world. Um, you know, there was a story in there about uh, a meteor that came down and uh, hit this farm and the farmer came out. And when he touched it, um, it started growing plants all over him. And then, you know, it went on from there. There was one about like a fuzzy monster with giant teeth that went around and just, <laughs> all, it was just all that kind of EC horror kind of stuff. <laughs> so it was, it was fantastic. So I think that was kind of my, my first introduction to it. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. Right. So, uh, one of the other big influences on me was, um, when I was in high school, uh, the movie, the crow had just come out. Um, so that was, uh, to me, a really interesting look at what stories could be. Uh, horror didn't have to be just, um, you know, somebody innocent and uh, wide-eyed being thrown into this horrible situation and then, you know, barely surviving. It could be something that had more uh, depth and heart to it. Um, so those are the probably the two biggest influences on me. Cool, well, that's that's cool to know. Um, I've actually never seen a uh, the actual comic book or the, the the graphic novel. I don't know how they want they want to um, say it for Creep Show. I know that it exists, and I know that it's one of the few that it was working reverse, where it came out after the movie or instead of movie being adapted from the from the the comic. Sure, sure. And like I said, it's a, it's an amazing piece of literature if you can get your hands on it <laughs> looking backwards. You know, the, the movie was, I think, directed by George Romero. Uh, yes. and, and Stephen King and Bernie Wrightson, it's hard to get a better match than that. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of horror are you into now? 
So lately I've been reading things like uh, Redlands uh, from Image, uh, Gideon Falls. Um, I really like The Immortal Hulk, which is kind of like superhero horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as far as prose books go, um, lately I've been reading this book called The Indifferent Starts Above, which is about the travels of the Donner Party, you know, leaving their Midwest area and going all the way, trying to get to California, <laughs> getting stuck and then doing what the Donner Party did. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about the Kickstarter campaign. Right now, it's currently running right now. As of today, with how many, how much time is left in the in the Kickstarter? Yeah, so a lot of time left. Um, it ends on uh, technically it's uh, September 11th uh, in the morning, but um, I like to think of it as end of day. Uh, you know, the day before. Um, so there's still a lot of time on the, on the Kickstarter. Okay. And where did you get the inspiration for this? Cause the, like I said, it's called worms crawled in and right away when I see that, I, I think of a certain song, but I don't know if that's exactly where it came or did the name come organically after that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that, uh, plays a part into it. Um, definitely. Uh, it's, uh, interesting. It, so you're talking about the hearse song, uh, which is a poem, a, a song, uh, that started back in, I think it was World War I, uh, when the soldiers were fighting in Europe. Uh, so they came up with this song. I don't know how it originated, but it kind of spread from there uh, and then came over to the United States <laughs> with the soldiers. <laughs> so that's a part of it. Um, at, at one point, uh, years and years ago, I had taken a trip to uh, New Orleans uh, and visited the French Quarter. So if anyone hasn't been there, um, it's a it's a it's an inspirational place. The whole area is uh, very old architecture, um, and uh, it's just if you if you've never seen it, it's it's something to go see. Uh, of course, they have those uh, above ground <laughs> mausoleums and graves there too. Um, so it's a very kind of creepy atmosphere. Um, so that was a big influence on me for this book as well. Um, being in that area, seeing all the different things uh, that you really can't see anywhere else. Um, and you'll see that in the book as well, uh, in the, in the area that they visit and things like that. So that was one of the big influences. Um, also just growing up, um, I, I was very much into like paranormal kind of stuff. So again, in high school, I used to like to take a video camera, uh, with my buds and we would go out at night into graveyards or, uh, where I lived at the time, there was a revolutionary war battlefield so we would go to places like that and then see if we could find <laughs> a creepy ghost or or whatever um so it's kind of been with me the whole time um it was just a matter of kind of taking all of these elements and uh kind of consolidating them into a, a story that people would enjoy i was um talking to greg my my co-host and he said i asked him what he thought and he's like it, it had the feel of voodoo and flesh-eating zombies mixed together into just you know the general zombie zombie genre and i'm like well and, and you're talk, talking about some getting some inspiration from from new orleans i guess that kind of um, makes sense right yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mentioned uh, before about the crow so uh, i think mm -hmm. there's a lot of area for uh zombies and not just zombies but just uh you know past death uh, uh characters um it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be like a zombie apocalypse where everything goes banana yeah. <laughs> you know there's still well, like you said that one of your earlier inspirations was Creepshow, and they have um, a couple of zombies that just come out for for one single thing that they're they're there to do. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't never doesn't always have to be a horde. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how long did it take you to to get this uh, project going and actually here to this point? 
it, it was a long time in the making. Uh, like I mentioned, it was about getting the right idea, getting the right story. Uh, for me, I, I don't consider myself to be a writer. Um, so my background is primarily in illustration and art. Um, so in order to do this, um, I had to learn how to write. <laughs> it's not just something <laughs> you can do overnight or just because, you know, you, you know, you got to be in English in high school, <laughs> you can just write books. Um, there's a lot that goes behind it. So uh, I had to learn how to write. Um, I was, you know, I did all the art on the book. Um, I didn't know how to letter comic books. So I had to learn how to letter comic books. So um, altogether, um, the actual work of putting it together probably started about five or six years ago. Um, putting my ideas on paper, learning how to write well. <laughs> I probably did 11 drafts of the script before I landed on one that I think uh, would work. Um, so it, it took a really long time uh, to put this book together. So the, the ending accomplishment of being done with it finally was a, was a huge uh, kind of relief and joy. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that even as as you completed the script, once you started putting it in, you know, into the drawings and all that, it probably might have organically changed from there. It did, and it's funny because now I realize, um, <laughs> being the writer and being the artist, um, as the artist side, I was looking at my own script and thinking, "What the hell was the writer thinking?" <laughs> so I changed <laughs> a lot of the things as I was drawing it, you know, to flow better, or uh, you know, sometimes uh, with the pacing in comic books. Uh, you want to leave uh, the page um, at a certain point so that when the reader turns the page on the other side, you know, they get whatever the experience is. Um, so I had to kind of redo the paneling that I had written <laughs> to fit a better flow for the actual art of the book. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So right now, as of this morning that we're talking, the Kickstarter is... 100%, actually a little bit more than 100% uh, funded. How does it feel to, to go ahead and, and see that you've already made the, the, your funding goal? Well, this is fantastic. Uh, this is my first Kickstarter. Um, so uh, I was uh, I had no idea what to expect going into it. Um, I had no idea how to set up a campaign. Um, so to, to do this and uh, to get the response that I did um, and to have it fully funded is a huge relief. It's a huge joy. Um, and, and now I'm more concerned with getting the book out to readers. Um, you know, the Kickstarter is great to um, uh, help fund the book and help fund the effort. Uh, but ultimately, I think for all creators, the, the main goal is really to get eyes on this thing that people created, that I created. Um, so that's really the, the point that I'm trying to do now is to get it out to as many people as I can. Well, let's talk about the actual story itself. For, the, for those who have not gone out to the, the Kickstarter, what can you can you tell them about about the story? I would describe the essence of the story to be really about um, people, uh, to be about um, friendships uh, and relationships. Um, the main character, Delane, uh, is is uh, jaded. She's um, done with humanity. She hates everything around her, <laughs> um, and this is the world that she's lived in for a very long time. Um, so, for her uh, to go what she goes through in the beginning of the book. She loses people who are dear to her. Um, and then she ends up uh, meeting up with um, her other uh, character, uh, Marco, uh, who is a living dead zombie ghost, whatever you want to call it. So as the story progresses, this is really 
her connection to this other person who also um, has nothing else to live for. So they find each other, they meet each other, uh, they uh, go on this journey together and eventually become very close friends. Um, there are other characters in the book where Delane also starts to learn to trust people and to accept uh, that she needs help, that she can't do everything by herself. So that's kind of the what I would consider to be the real story behind it, is this journey of, uh, of a jaded person, uh, trusting others, getting friends, and then uh, you know, ending the book. Um, the setting of the book is um, probably more grim. It starts off in a swamp uh, at night. Uh, there's <laughs> stuff that happens. Um, and that kind of continues through the book where uh, there's uh, zombies, there's ghosts, there's, uh, uh, you know, things like that that happen. Um, so that's kind of the idea is that they start on this journey uh, of revenge uh, and it turns into one of them seeking uh, redemption, seeking, um, uh, uh, you know, getting past the things that they've had in their past and moving on towards the future. Um, and it all kind of culminates into this uh, big um, battle kind of at the end uh, in the basement of a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> like you said before, what well, we said before, we talked about it. This is not a, a zombie apocalypse, not zombie hordes. It's just it happens to be that there's a zombie here, a ghost here that are, that are, um, what's it called, that are intermixed into this main, the main story, you know? And I feel that that, that type of story lends itself better for a um, long, long form story. Yeah, I love those kinds of stories too. You know, it's um, it's fun to watch the horror movies or things like that um, that are kind of formulaic, like I mentioned earlier, where, you know, mm -hmm. it's an innocent person who gets thrown into a situation. Um, you know, those are entertaining. Uh, but if you really want to connect with a story or, or mm -hmm. you know, a movie or whatever it is, um, you know, there's, I feel like there has to be a little bit more than just uh, that kind of um, simple storyline. So, um, yeah, when, when I wrote this, um, I, I didn't do it as single issue comics that were collected into a graphic novel, what people call a graphic novel these days. Um, to your point, it's, it's truly a graphic novel. Um, there's, it doesn't stop at every 32 pages or whatever it is, 28 pages. Um, it wasn't written into singles and then collected. It's, it's really from start to finish. The story is written as the story should be. So I, I hope it comes across that way. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have as far as, um, the tiers go for people to, to help, um, back this project? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm new at the Kickstarter thing, uh, so I didn't want to get uh, too complicated, um, mm -hmm. which would potentially cause problems for me and for the people who would be getting the rewards. Um, but I have a, I have a two real um, rewards tiers. Uh, the first one is uh, for 25 bucks. Um, you would get a copy of a softcover copy of the graphic novel. Uh, and I would sign the inside, so you get the autograph signature on the inside. Uh, these books that I'm creating are specific to Kickstarter. Uh, so uh, on the back, you know how typically the books have like a little uh, UPC symbol and ISBN number and all that stuff. Um, so these will not have any of that on the inside or the outside uh, because it is just Kickstarter. Um, so you get that unique book. The second tier is for uh, $100, and for that you get the signed book. Um, that we talked about earlier. 
and uh, you also would get a, um, a piece of original art from the book. I'll send you a page of my art from the book, and there's a limit to the number of um, uh, rewards for that. So those are, the, those are the reward tiers that I have. How many pages is, um, is this graphic novel? <laughs> this is 160 pages. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> about... Uh, 145 pages of pure story, uh, and then of course there's the you know the supporting stuff that goes into it. Um, <laughs> had I known <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, you know, when I created it, um, I don't know if I would have made it 160 pages. Uh, that's that's a pretty big lift as far as a creator goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and just like things that I didn't realize at the time, right? So I, after I created the book. I started looking at, uh, you know, how am I going to get this to people? So I looked on the post office website to see, uh, you know, how much postage postage is, um, and then I quickly realized there's a, about a 13 ounce limit <laughs> to, to the <laughs> for the post office. I was like, oh man, <laughs> if the book was smaller, I couldn't ship it. I could ship it pretty easily. Um, so yeah, little things like that. But 100, it's 160 pages. Uh, so hopefully, uh, it's it's worth the money. <laughs> well, I that's what I've, I'm also I've told other other guests here when when I see that they have a good sized book, I'm like, I think people are more inclined to to pay for something when they see that it's a good size rather than than a single issue. Not that people don't support single issues. I'm just saying that something that it's a whole story that they can get right now and not have to wait till the other issues come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know as a fan, um, I, I feel the same way uh, when I go to look at different books, things that I might buy. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting something uh, that I can uh, dive into um, and really uh, spend time reading and enjoying. Um, so I, I like to go for the bigger books myself, too. Um, I get a lot of my stuff like that from Comixology. Um, so mm -hmm. I'll go on there and look and I'll open the preview, <laughs> see how many pages it is. Um, yeah. So personally, I like those kind of big epic books, too. So um, so it was it was fun for me to make. <laughs> I think the worst thing that could happen is to get into into a comic book and then it never finishes. So I think this this is actually really whether while it's it's big, we, we at least know well this story will will finish. We'll have a, an ending to it. It does. It does. Um, it's uh, it's not it doesn't really leave a whole lot option open at the end for, um, you know, sequels and things like that. Um, there's a little bit of space, but uh, it's a one and done. You read it from beginning to end and uh, it's hopefully done and satisfied. <laughs> so that was going to be a question I was going to ask. Is there what what is the, the future hold for either this property or anything that you're going to be doing? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I'm really just kind of looking to the next uh, two weeks with this Kickstarter. Um, mm -hmm. As far as uh, this book goes, uh, after the Kickstarter is done, um, it's it's uh, it's not over. Um, I plan on selling it other places, uh, marketing it other ways. Unfortunately, with the state of the world as it is, a lot of comic conventions aren't really open right now. Um, but uh, if the world does open again and allow comic conventions and big gatherings, uh, I hope to see a lot of people at the comic cons. Um, as far as uh, creative stuff goes, um, I mean, I've, I've thought about other stories uh, that might go along with this book. Uh, probably not the afterwards, but maybe the, the in-betweens or the for or you know the stuff that happened earlier, um, and and then for just other projects. 
Um, I probably have uh, three other stories cooking in my head, um, thinking about which ones I want to do. Um, I have actually a couple of scripts that I've started drafting already, but uh, like I said, I'm really more interested in just getting this one off the ground and getting it out to people to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, at least at least you you're you're focused on what's going on. I think for your first campaign, you did you did pretty well. You're already funded. Um, you didn't overextend yourself, which is I I feel a lot of people the very first time they want to try to entice a lot of backers they might overextend themselves with with the rewards and and all one of my facebook friends was his name's uh russell nolte runs a bunch of these kickstarter that's one of the things he says do not overextend yourself with with rewards because what you'll you end up doing is you're not allowing that um that money that that, are, that you're making with the kickstarter you're spending it all on rewards and then you, you're not left with anything to be able to continue going you know you want to make sure that you can still have stuff there to continue going for future projects. Yeah, that was one of the eye openers that I had as well. Again, this is my first one. Uh, so just understanding how those things work. Um, there's a surprising amount of math involved <laughs> in just trying to plan a Kickstarter, which wasn't my strong point in, in school. <laughs> so um, it was a little challenging trying to figure out, you know, like, okay, if I uh, if I set the reward at this much and Kickstarter takes this much for the fee, how many books do I have to sell before I get to the money I need to fund the book? <laughs> so I'm yeah, yeah. All these calculations to try and figure this out. Um, yeah, so that that was definitely a, a challenging part to it. Um, it I'm ha like I said, super happy that I that I made the funding goal. Um, I didn't set the funding goal very high again because um, I wanted to make sure that uh, people got the book. And of course, if you're um, if you're not familiar with Kickstarters, uh, if the book doesn't fund, reach goal, um, then uh, typically the campaign is, the, the project is canceled and nobody gets the book. And I definitely didn't want that. So I tried to set that amount uh, to be at a place where <laughs> it helped, you know, help me fund the book, but at the same time uh, made it reachable for uh, backers uh, so that everyone would get the, the book that they signed up for. Awesome. Am I forgetting anything? Am I? Is there anything that you wanted to talk about about the book um, that I that I just totally um, missed? Um, so the, the campaign's going on right now. Um, I, I just added a, uh, a stretch goal. Um, so if we reach sixty-five backers, I think it was um, before the end of the campaign, uh, I'll send everybody who pledged for a reward uh, a nice uh, door hanger <laughs> that says "Worms crawl in, you stay out." So uh, <laughs> time of COVID, when we're not supposed to be near each other, they can hang it on the door and tell people to go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Anything else that um, you want people to know about yourself? No, I'm just really happy to, uh, you know, to have this book out. Um, uh, I, I just wanted people to know um, if they have concerns about the book um, being 160 pages as it is, uh, the book is done. Um so there's no like, oh, I've, I've reached my goal and now I have to finish the book. Um, it's done. I've gotten my proofs from the printer. So um, if anyone wants to back it, there's no danger there. You're going to get the book. It's reached goal. I have it done. <laughs> the proofs are in my hand and they look fantastic. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a very, very, very low risk uh, uh, venture. So if you put in your money, it's, it's going to be in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from the point that the uh, Kickstarter ends to the point where you start shipping, what do you think time frame will be? I put in, uh, well, I, so I put into the campaign, uh, expect it in November uh, this year. Um, however, uh, I 
practically expect to get it out much sooner than that. Um, my personal goal is to make sure everyone has the book uh, before uh, middle of October, before Halloween. So it's really just a matter of once the campaign ends, I put in my order to the printer, they send the books to me, and then I just start mailing them out immediately. That's another good thing. And people really look at that. How long is it going to be before I get this um, after the Kickstarter ends? And as long as it's not about a year in the, in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the campaigns, um, uh, you know, they uh, start off um, saying I have like five or six pages or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, they're looking to get the funding so that they can make the whole book, um, which is admirable. It's hard to make a book. Um, but kind of what you mentioned, uh, now that you pledge, um, how long do I have to wait before I actually see this product? <laughs> so that won't be an issue here. It's done. You'll get it in October. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, I want to thank you very much for, for being with me this uh, this morning to um, talk about Worms Crawl In. Uh, I will Definitely be leaving all the the notes in the descriptions of this episode so that people can go ahead and, and go out there and and um, back this project. I would recommend it. I know Greg recommends it. Greg and David both recommend it. Um, looks looks awesome. It's a nice sized graphic novel with a great story. So you guys, we we recommend y'all go out there and back it. Um, not only this one, but you know, back any any creator that right now, especially right now that you um that you like that if you feel like you you're gonna like the story go ahead and, and help them out because right now they're the creators are the ones that are that are hurting with the cons being canceled and all that so go out there um support these guys so that you can continue getting these uh these stories that you all love absolutely thanks for having me today well my pleasure once again um you guys thank you for joining us here on nurse in the crypt and we'll see you guys next time Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.